0: Welcome. In today's session, we're going to review the financials, the analytics of the five states that are cashing in on your child support payments. What we call here the five bad actors. Today's session, we're going to look closely at the numbers because it's all about the numbers. The numbers dictate the enforcement criteria in which certain states utilize in order to collect child support payments. Let's get started. The Child Support Agency in 2018 collected $28.5 billion from men within the child support, some women as well. In that same year, 2018, they paid out $27.4 billion to families. The quick math, there is a billion-dollar difference between what's collected and what's paid out. So let's take a look closely at that billion-dollar number. Hello, my name is Chris, and on this session, we're going to look at how the need for these five states to collect child support payments comes into conflict with your constitutional rights. As always, this is our non-lawyer maxim. On this channel, we teach you and we review the rules and the statute in which you could use to separate yourself from the child support agency. We also have another section called call to action. That is where we go over some techniques that you could use to separate yourself from the agency. So let's begin. Now let's take a look at what is called prepared for Congress. As everyone knows that the child support program was created by Congress. So under administrative wage garnishment, which is 45 CFR 32, here are the top ranking states. We have Texas at 4.2 billion. We got California at 2.3 billion and New York at 1.7. Ohio at 1.59, and Florida at 1.4. When you look at the chart, you notice that Texas has $4.2 billion collected, a total difference of almost $2 billion. And let's talk about why. That's why we look at the financials, because that explains the story of how they're implementing the program. Here are the other states in terms of ranking. There is Michigan at number six, Pennsylvania at number seven, New Jersey at eight, and then nine and ten is Illinois and Georgia. In the next couple of weeks, we will cover those states more in depth as to how they're implementing the child support program. So let's take a brief, uh, again, down memory lane of what constitute income withholding enforcement by the states under the child support. As you may know already, that in 1975, Congress amended the Title IV D of the Social Security Act to include what is called the New Part D. And the purpose of that is to authorize the federal funding of the Child Support Program under Social Security Act 42 U.S.C. 651. Now, we're looking into this because this is how the state collects 90% of their revenue is through income withholding. In 1988, they did what is called an immediate income withholding uh, for families. And then finally, in 1996, when all of this changed, they decided that they were going to use what is called attorneys and contract judges to do what is called administrative orders, not judicial orders, administrative orders for child support, and it will be done automatically. In 2019, 2020, the Child Support Agency went into contract with the major employers across the United States, where it's a contract worth about $24 billion as last reported. And what's happening is through their processes, they're now going to encourage employers for a fee to immediately transmit anyone that they have given administrative orders for child support without any intervention from both the individual, which are mostly men, or from your constitutional rights. So understand that your employer is also working against you for the child support agency. So here we are at what we call the the cornerstone of child support. It was a decision by the Supreme Court that says in Blessing versus Freestone, that the Title IV-D program, the one that was created in 1975, was nothing more than a measurement for collections for the child support agency. And that is, that collection process does not benefit the mother or the child. This is the cornerstone of child support. If you understand this ruling You recognize that when someone says child support is important, it is only important to the state, not to the families, not to the men who they take the money from, not to the mothers, and not to the child. Now, how are they implementing this? Since we know that child support was created by Congress from a federal level, to understand and to defeat child support, you must recognize that it's being done from the county level and the state level for every every corresponding federal statute under child support there is a matching state statute how do you know this all of them are under 45 cfr 02.70, and that is the requirement of the state so let's briefly look at some of the requirement of the state one all states must participate in the program that's one of the the guidelines for it the federal government will reimburse the states 66 cents for the cost of operating the program they also apply incentive payments to the states for meeting certain goals and requirements and here's another critical factor is that it is implemented either from the department of human services department of revenue or the state attorney general The top five revenue earners, which we looked at previously, they implement one of these strategies. Under Texas, they utilize the Attorney General. Under Florida, they use the Department of Revenue, as well as in Ohio, also use the Department of Revenue. So you need to understand who is administering the child support program if you're going to defeat them. And as always, if a state official is administering a federally funded program, such as child support, that state official is acting under the color of law. And that case law is Tongo versus Usury out of the Ninth Circuit. We have a video called Know Your Rights. It's important that you know your rights under the state in which you live in order to defeat child support. Here we are now at what's called the the census, the 2010 census for the population, and this is important. As we approach uh, 2020, the United States will be doing another uh, census counting, which is done every 10 years. So let's look at the top five earning states and their population. As always, California has almost 40 million, Texas has 28.7, Florida 21.3 million, residents, New York, 19.5 million, and Ohio, 11.7. To the child support agency, the census report is the most critical. They need to know the number of potential customers. We tend to call them the number of victims in each state so they can profit from this. Again, when you understand the Analytics and the financials—you understand what's the the incentive that's driving these states under the child support program. And as we said earlier, Blessing versus Freestone—it has nothing to do with the mother or the child for Part D. Why is the census important to child support? Again, back to the federal statute and matching of the state statute, 45 CFR 264.30. We've said on this channel. It is the reason why all men are enrolled in the child support program, which is why the census is very critical to the child support agency. And as the statute said, the state agencies must refer all appropriate individuals in the family for whom paternity has not been established or for whom child support orders needs to be established. Why is this important? It's important that every man... In the United States, it's our opinion, is enrolled in the child support program based on the census within the United States. But this brings us to another point: if you are a ten ninety nine worker, you are not included within Part D of the of the Title IV the Title Four program, the Social Security Administration program. We have another series of videos called 1099 Workers Why You're Exempt. That Part D never covered 1099 workers. The five states, or the five revenue states called the bad actors, they're implementing what they call local state laws in which to circumvent this. Uh, federal statute. Again, you cannot show up in Title IV-D knowing your constitutional law and do not know the corresponding state law in which to battle. Again, you want to show up for battle prepared for the 1099 workers. They are prepared. That is, they fall under the Supremacy Clause. Supremacy Clause of the United States basically says no state can create any law that's in controvert with federal law, that is the reason why 109 workers are excluded. So, if you're one of those men or women that are uh, is a 109 worker or an independent contractor, and the agency is forcing you or compelling you to participate in the program, use this to get out of that. It is a supremacy clause decision, and that's Article Six, Paragraph Two of the United States Constitution of America. So, this is a remedy. For 1099 workers. This is a remedy. Let's move to another state. Again, we go back to 45 CFR 302.70 requirement of the state. And this is section five item I. It says the procedures for establishing paternity for any child that least 18 reaches the 18th birthday. And then Section 4 of 5, it says here that the acknowledgment of paternity creates a rebuttable at the option of the state. We have a video called the Voluntary Acknowledgement Form, exactly what it is and why it's important. It is very important. Now, whether it's a contract or agreement, yes, those are important, but you need to understand that it's being implemented at the option of the state. So what's driving that? the state is driving the voluntary acknowledgement f- uh, for. Now, why that, again, is, is, is it tied into the analytics of understanding it? Well, the Census Bureau also determines the paternity acknowledgement of the number of people, and here are the numbers for the paternity acknowledgement that were signed in 2018, just 2018. For Texas, it's 157,000. Uh, uh, California, 164,000. Uh, New Jersey, 114,000. Ohio, 51,000. And Florida, about 94,000. These are the number of people who have been enrolled or voluntarily enrolled in child support program. So calculate the revenue. What's driving the revenues for the state is the performance of these numbers, why they are important. And if you plan on defeating them, it's important to know what is the, what I call the trigger, the driving force behind it. This list of paternity acknowledgement, we also call that the victims list. These are the potential victims. So if you are a new dad in 2018 or 2019 or 2020, this is one of the programs they're going to use in which to trap you in the child support program. And there's strategies for getting out of it. So now that you have all the analytics uh, for the paternity, the census, what they're using drivers, why is this important? Well, the case law U.S. versus SAGE out of the Second Circuit, it says that child support agency is nothing more than an interstate contracts. This is all about contracts. What are they going to do with those contracts? Because they're an agency under Congress, they deal with Congress and uh, they with, with commerce. It's all about the contract. So child support is all about the contracts. Well, what do they do with these contracts? Why are these contracts are important? Well, the agency within the states contract with police, private prisons, judges, courts, attorneys, private corporations, nonprofits, and they use what is called a cooperative arrangements. And that is CFR 302.34. And what they do, they contract with the courts and law enforcement. Again, they contract with the courts. So when you are before a magistrate or the person you know in the room when you go to the tribunal says, well, I'm a judge, that is true. However, they're a contracted judge, which means they're no longer having a judicial authority. As much as they claim a judicial authority, it's on the contract. So if you are in that room, one of the things your paperwork should reflect the contract. It is all about the contract. So while you may be sitting in a courtroom in a judicial environment, the underlying premise of the case is a contract. And you want to ask about that contract, you're going to get pushback. But you have to ask about the contract because that's how they're reinforcing those orders. And again, driving the revenues, driving the analytics, driving the money. So here we are at what is called our call to action screen. Now that we understand the analytics, that the five states that are driving the revenues, about 35% of that goes to these five states. They're under the contract, and therefore you need to understand the elements of contract as well as how to, to defeat the agency. For example, Breach of a contract. You need the elements, the existence of a contract, the acts associated with that. So do your homework on breach of contracts. Breach of fiduciary duty. That's another way to defeat the agency. Again, while you may be in a judicial environment, that judge is under contract. So you go after the contract. This is all that is about. Child support is nothing more than anything else than a money-making scheme for the states and the state treasury using a federal program while finding corresponding state laws in order to induce a contract to collect money from men. If for any reason you have any questions about this presentation or any of our presentation, please email us here, uh, as well as we ask that you subscribe to our YouTube channel and also hit the notification bell. In addition, we're asking that you donate uh, to our cause, which is we go through and we review case law statutes and the program itself to help you to defeat the Child Support Agency. And of course, as always, our videos are free to watch over and over, and we encourage you to watch them over and over again. So this brings us to the end of this presentation. Um, We have some other videos we'd like you to review. And again, there are about five states that are cashing in on your payments. Thank you.